Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, it's 1235 in Edmonton. Just before we go to Elliot, Fre- uh, Elliot Friedman, uh, we will tell you that the Chisler. A.K.A. the voice from the past, who was once a fine BCJHL goaltender, has taken time to text me, and he has said this. Bob, I'm not a horse whisperer, not overly prepared, and definitely not wearing a Houston, Texas jersey. Brutal. But I am trying to wheel my way into the text message portion of your show. Let's establish this, Bob. It never ceases to amaze me with Smitty, the body of work so far. Guarantee you that he's going to be able to continue this the rest of the season. Great athlete, says the Chisler, former goaltender himself. Any chance of moving Elliot Friedman to Truculent Thursday? I'm sure he has now earned this to replace the departed Brian Burke. And that's where we go next to our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today for the River Cree Resort Casino, Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How you doing? I got to tell you, that whole thing, the, the chiseler, it always makes me laugh. It's pretty funny. Well, he's he's you know he's actually a pretty talented guy. Uh, he was the first guy to make me aware of the challenges that Vegas was having back in the spring. Actually, I guess is spring slash summer, right around the time Elliot that a lot of people thought Vegas was going to be a slam dunk uh, for one of the hubs, and he said not so fast. But uh, he's on it uh, now. Do you th- just regarding Brian Burke? I'm sure yeah. you're super happy for him. Big loss for uh, NHL hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet. I mean, he the man had gravitas, doesn't he? Yeah, it, it, it is a big loss for us. But when he called on Tuesday to let us know that he was going, you can hear the excitement in his voice. Like, it, just how much it meant for him to be back in. And he likes TV and he's good at TV, but nothing beats the rush of, of competing for the Stanley Cup. And uh, that's what he's born to do. And that's what he wants to do. And I'm really happy for yeah, uh, it's interesting. You told a little story, and I'd like you to maybe relay it to the listeners, if you could, just about how he had a little bit of uh, fun at your expense when you guys concluded a show together. Well, it wasn't even a show. It was every intermission or every segment, Bob. He would go to the other people on the segment, and he'd say, you know, for example, great segment, Ron, great segment, Dave, great segment, Anthony, great segment, Cassie, great segment, Kevin, or Juice, and then he'd just ignore me, look at me, and he'd ignore me, and everybody would laugh. Like You could do it 300 times in a row, and we did. 
and people just continued to laugh at it. I thought it was really funny. It never failed to make me laugh. I always yeah, thought it was great. You know, that's because he loved you the most. That's why. He yeah, you. well, whatever. I still thought it was hilarious. Oh, no, that's, that's uh, funny stuff. Uh, well, we uh, saw firsthand last night, Elliot, uh, or during the course of yesterday afternoon, uh, the challenges that the pandemic uh, put upon us, uh, given the scenario that existed uh, with Yessa Poliarvi. Would you like to, if possible, uh, maybe give me your perspective on kind of what shook down yesterday? Well, what happened was, he, uh, so every uh, day, the players take in the morning what's called a PCR test. It's the most accurate and reliable of the testing available for COVID. It's not the rapid test. It's the one that takes a significant amount of time, hours upon hours, to get the results. And he took his, and the Oilers got his results back, I guess, yesterday morning, and it indicated a positive test. And so in that particular case, he's isolated, and his close contacts are isolated. But at some point yesterday, Pugliarvi took what's called a confirmatory test to confirm it, and it came back with a negative result. So now you have uh, an issue where you've got one test saying positive and one test saying negative. And so they said, okay, we've got to isolate you. You can't play. They did the rapid testing of everybody else. Uh, I assume that obviously they were comfortable with what they found. Right. But basically because Pugliarvi had one positive and one negative, he has to stay isolated until he has two consecutive days of negative tests. So if he tests negative today and again tomorrow, he's clear. But until that happens, um, he's he's seen as just isolated. It's it's an issue that they have. They're just not sure. And so according to the NHL protocols, he's kept away from his teammates. There was a somewhat similar situation last night in the Ottawa-Winnipeg game with Artem Zub, the defenseman for the Sanders. He didn't have a negative, but his came back inconclusive. So the NHL didn't allow him to play uh, last night. And then after the game, DJ Smith, the Sanders coach, said that his testing had come back negative. So he didn't have a negative. He had an inconclusive and he was held out. Pugliarvi had a, ne- had a positive, or sorry, uh, had a positive, then a negative, and now he has to have two consecutive days of negatives. Uh, now, these rapid tests have a higher probability of having false positives. Is that correct? Actually, it's both. Actually, I've heard the issue is that it can be just slightly incorrect results. That's what I've heard. Um, that they're that they because I'm actually in a Rogers rapid testing trial. Uh, yep. Rogers is actually testing uh, the rapids, and so I go in three times every seven days. And while generally the results are good, they've been very happy with the results. There are higher incidents of either false positives or false negatives than with the PCRs. But it's an extra layer, and it's good to have. How quickly do you get the response back from that? Like 15 minutes. So what would stop them from doing multiple? Okay, that's if you're doing the rapid test and you get a positive and the guy has absolutely zero signs, he doesn't feel anything, he says, well, why don't we do the test again in an hour and see if it's still positive? You know what I'm saying? 
Well, place. basically what happens is like if, if with the rapid testing, if you test positive, then you have to go get the full test, right? Okay. You have to, that's basically what happens. Now, the reason now there's a bit of a difference between me. The way it works at Rogers, Bob, is that you, there's five minute blocks, right? You can sign up for a five minute block. And so basically it's, it's one person coming at a time uh, in five minute blocks. And there's some segments where you know you don't get you don't get people for hours because of the way it's set up. The okay. way it works in the NHL is you have to test everybody in Group A, right? Yes. And Group A is the players, the coaches, you know, the training staff, the equipment staff that's around all the time. Well, yeah. that's 50 people, and it's not, and so it takes a bit longer. And the NHL had to secure what are called docking stations. Those are the things that you put the tests in that actually run the results. And they had to secure enough to do it all. So it's not as easy as, you know, one Rogers employee like myself going in every five minutes. Um, You know, you have to do 50 at once. And they had to secure the docking stations for it. Now that... That said, as we're joined by Elliot Freeman for the River Creek Resort Casino, he is our Oilers now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. Elliot, uh, the U.S. teams are going to the rapid tests, are they not? Yes, uh, the U.S. teams now and the Canadian teams. But yesterday, for example, when we had an issue with the Oilers and the Flame, uh, the Oilers and the Canadians, they got their rapid testing done. Eventually, rapid testing will happen with the Canadian teams too. The U.S. teams were obviously a bit more of a priority, though no. Nobody in Canada should be gloating because the moment you gloat, you know that's when you know you know that's it's just bad karma. But you don't want bad karma. No, I mean there's a degree of luck. The numbers are the numbers. All you need to go uh, for the listeners is just go to World of Meters, and it'll give you the update and tell you exactly where you stand. So I'll give you I'll give you the numbers right now. Uh, per million, the United States has 2.6 times more deaths per million than Canada. And they have 3.91, uh, 3.91 times more uh, cases than in Canada. Now, I don't know how many tests. I don't know. I'm going to assume they've tested more than Canada, too. But I would suggest to this point that Canada has been quite lucky. The Canadian teams have been quite lucky uh, regarding the fact that they haven't had, at this time yet, a substantive outbreak. And that's obviously the biggest concern. And that's where I'm going to go next, Elliot. Is it feasible to to reschedule all these games? Or do you think, invariably, we're going to ultimately be looking at percentage points in terms of an evaluation for the divisional standings? Uh, I, I think you and maybe not like if the Canadian, you know, if the Canadian, uh, if the Canadian situation keeps holding, you know, we've got a better chance of having the 56 games up here. Uh, you know, I, I think in the states. I think the NHL wants to get in as many games as possible. You know, there's the competitive balance reason, and there's the um, you know, the sponsor make good reason. Both those things are very important to the league and the teams. So I think they would like to look, Bob. I mean, you look at the math, you look at the dates. It's hard to see it, but they're right. trying to do it as much as they can. I, I think there's two things at play. I think number one is how much runway do we really have? You know. 
One of the things I wonder here is, does the NHL wait and see what happens with the Olympics? Are we committed to an Olympics? Are they going to happen for sure? If the answer is yes, then I think it really limits the runway. If the answer is no, you know, maybe the NHL can go a bit longer, though we all know that they want to start on time next year. I think the other thing that could happen, Bob, is let's just say for argument's sake, um, look at these New Jersey Buffalo game, New Jersey and Buffalo games that got wiped out, or these Colorado and Minnesota games that got wiped out. Let's just say Colorado um, has games that it has to make up with San Jose, and Colorado's in the playoffs and San Jose's out. They just say like we're not going to do it. Like the games don't matter in terms of the playoff race per se. They might matter in terms of seeding, but because they don't matter in the playoff race because Colorado's in and say San Jose's out. We're not going to do it. Uh, like that's what Major League Baseball does, and and I could see if we get to that point, uh, the NHL going that route. Are you surprised that New York State, uh, including Buffalo and the Rangers, uh, and Ohio uh, with the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, they're on the precipice of perhaps having limited number of fans in their buildings? You know, Bob, the world's a crazy place right now. It just is. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, nothing surprises me anymore. It just, it's, it's a crazy place. Um, yep. You know, all I know is this: I know the NHL and all the sports leagues that are playing right now, the NBA, Major League Baseball, everything else you want to name. They're really worried about this new strain, the B one 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 seven strain. When it, when I when I was you know doing my research last week leading up to the show, when all these cancellations were happening, that's what everybody was saying to me: like this new strain, it's aggressive. And, you know, who knows what it means. There's still so much we don't know about the first strains of COVID, never mind the new ones. Sure. Um, I, I understand that businesses are struggling and you're going to, and, you know, not just sports teams, but the average small business mom and pop show that's out there. Sure. Um, you know, they're all struggling. So, I, you know, look, like everybody's just trying to survive. Everybody's trying to stay healthy. Everybody's trying to get by. I don't know. I, you know, I, I've been very fortunate. I'm, I've got my job. I'm getting paid. I, sure. I think it's, it's, I find it very difficult to lecture other people on what they should or shouldn't do because I'm fortunate enough to be in a situation where I'm in right now. That's yep. the way I feel about it. All right, uh, Vancouver. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and it's funny because the Oilers have more depth to their team this year, though we haven't necessarily seen it totally come to fruition yet. Uh, Vancouver, to me, one of the reasons why I thought they weren't going to be as good is they didn't have that depth. Like, they had superior depth yeah. with the Oilers up front last year. Do you think anything's going to shake out of the 6-11 and start for the Canucks? Uh, I, I just think it's... It's like there's too many people in Vancouver who I think are really smart media people who are saying this series against Calgary could determine the fate. Like, you know, like I know people think, you know, we're uh, BS rumor mongers sometimes, but generally I think that, you know, most people say things for a reason. And I'm looking at everything coming out of Vancouver and. I just think the the people there, the reporters there, they're getting good intel that, you know, something may be coming here. And, and I'm hearing the same thing. Um, I do believe that the plan was always this was Jim Benning's team, and, the, and they'd go this year and they'd figure it out. And, you know, it's been so rough this season. You know, the other thing, too, Bob, is the math. The math is not good for them. They've played more games than anyone else. 
Um, they're they're in sixth place. Um, you know, Toronto has created some separation. Montreal was creating some separation. They've had a bit of a rough week, but you know they look pretty good. Like you know, you look at it now. Like it's going to be a challenge for Vancouver to beat out uh, three of, or, or actually four, uh, yeah, three of Edmonton, Calgary, and Winnipeg. The math just does not line up with them, and. I just think that it's a real challenge for them. It's gone very poorly, but also it's not only this, Bob. It's it's not just that they've lost; it's how they've lost. Right now, they played hard last night and they lost. They played hard on Monday here in Toronto and they lost. But the two previous games in Toronto were really ugly, and they've had some other really ugly ones. and And I do think it's moved the goalpost there. Uh, I do think it's possible a, a change is coming. You know, the one thing, and I was on in Calgary this morning, the Aquilini family, their history is they make the change when they know who the change is going to be. I just think it like it's there's not an obvious choice right now. And I just think it's it's really hard, especially in Canada, to, to get to all your candidates, especially if you want to see them in person. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you see the Pittsburgh Penguins making a play for a goaltender? I truly to say, um, um, I, I think that, look, I, I think they're in this year. You know, the toughest thing this year, though, Bob, is getting a goalie. Look at what you guys went through. Yep. You know, Ottawa, I think they'd love to get a goalie. You know, like, it, look how hard it is. Like, all these teams are hoarding goalies. Even if you wanted Flurry, last night, Leonard arrives at the game and says he can't go and he goes home. You know, how many teams right now do you think are going to be hanging? Oh, goalies are, are, are precious right now. Um, they're like gold. I mean, how many people are going to be too interested in in moving a goalie? And, you know, I, I think that's all part of this is that, you know, for the trade deadline, we're still two months away. And, you know, how many teams are, when are teams going to start waving the white flag and say, okay, we're willing to move. And then especially if you're trying to bring a player into Canada, all the quarantines, you know, it's, it's a real challenge. I, I, I you know, I, I'm going to wait for Berkey and Hextall to see how they get in there and, and decide what they want to do. But I think the toughest thing right now, uh, Bob, is to get a goalie. Yeah, I, I'm, it's interesting what's happened to Tristan Jari. They made the decision, obviously, with Matt Murray, and he's had some ups and downs. He looked decent uh, for a game and a half against Edmonton, looked pretty good against Montreal, obviously had a tough night against Winnipeg. Interesting times. Elliot, uh, you know what? Uh, Berkey won't say it, but I will. Great job. <laughs> Thanks very much, Bob. I really appreciate love, that. Love having you on the show, man. I, I need the boost of the eagle after he beat it out of me the last three years. Oh, it's because he loved you. Awesome stuff. <laughs> that is uh, Elliot Friedman for the River Creek Resort and Casino. Bob Stauffer with you on uh, Oilers Now. We'll tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment, you know, like, Valentine's Day, or simply savoring a night on the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. When we come back, Brendan Escott uh, will have NHL today for elite promotional marketing. We'll get into our Oilers Now injury report as well for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. This is Oilers Now. 
Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 12.55 in Edmonton 2 NHL today. It is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, company branded PPE available, including logoed masks, all created in-house. Edmonton-owned and operated. Visit ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Light night in the NHL. Just two games, so we know that tomorrow is going to be the busy slate, of course. Uh, Boston, New York, back at it again tonight at Madison Square Garden. Arizona is home to the St. Louis Blues. The Oilers are off now until Monday. They'll host the Winnipeg Jets live on 6.30. Chad, 7 p.m. puck drop. AHL's Toronto Marlies and Belleville Senators have finally received permission for from Ontario's provincial government to play games in their home cities. Uh, play started on February 5th, but the league just uh, scheduled both teams for a bunch of road games in the fir- first month of the season so that they could get that approval. They're good to go now. Uh, Leo Komarov on the waiver wire today. Chris Drury named the general manager of the 2021 U.S. men's national team. Bakersfield Condors home to the Henderson Silver Knights tonight. They're trying to rebound from an 0-2 start to the season last weekend. They'll run it back tomorrow, 8 p.m. as well. And the Edmonton Oil Kings, Bob, did announce their training camp schedule. It begins with on-ice sessions tomorrow, and that'll take them right up until the 25th of the month. That's the day before puck drop on the Central Division campaign. All right, all right. We'll switch focus now into the Oilers now. Injury report brought to you daily by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Jim Brown, former uh, Edmonton Oil King himself. And Trent Brown, star player, uh, multiple-time CFL All-Star with the EE Football Club. What do you got, Brendan? Well, uh, on the Oilers' front, we've still got Ethan Baer, Gaetan Haas on the injured reserve, both eligible to return uh, whenever their bodies allow for it. Cassian is on the long-term injured reserve uh, with that upper body injury. He's week to week. Artemi Panarin will not play tonight for the Rangers. He's got a lower lower body injury that he's nursing. Left Wednesday's game between uh, the Boston Bruins and the Rangers, and the third did not return. Bruins defenseman Matt Grizzly did return to play in that game. He played 11 minutes in is now out again tonight. Robin Leonard, a late scratch by the Golden Knights uh, yesterday evening. He's got an upper body issue. And Matt Murray did not return for the third period of last night's loss to Winnipeg. He is undergoing tests today. 12.57 in Edmonton. We had a text asking about Ethan Bear. Again, I want to see uh, what happens Sunday at practice. The Oilers, they flew back late last night from Montreal. Off day today, off day tomorrow, or, and they'll practice Sunday before playing the Jets on Monday. A little bit of a break. Edmonton had played the second most games in the NHL as of, uh, well, I guess as of today. Only Vancouver had played more. Canucks 6-11. and 11. The Oilers are 9-7 and seven at this time. We will head off to a global news website. Weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. And when we come back, Sportsnet spec, Mark Spector for the horses in horse racing Alberta. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.